This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, September 13th. I just looked at that. It is Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Those of you who have signed on to Facebook and the Twitter and the tube, if you can see him, Andrew Ivans, back by popular demand. Perhaps nobody has had a better debut on Bucknuts. I just told him no pressure for today. He is the man when it comes to recruiting for 24-7 sports in Florida. This just in, Ohio State is going to make their way in 2024 in Florida, good or bad. So we have Andrew back in. Andrew, thank you for making a return appearance. Of course, man. Pressure's on. I don't want to strike out here. I feel like I you know, opened up my career with a, a grand slam. Now, now I just don't want to be embarrassed at the plate. So hopefully I'm ready to go this morning. He will not be walking off with a fake in- fake ankle injury. If he sees, we're going to get to 11 first, but we will go here. Okay, here's how we're going to do this. We are going to go over the guys in Florida that Ohio State is actively recruiting. We are going to go over the guys in Florida that uh, Ohio State already has a commitment from. We're going to talk about the recruiting landscape, and then we're going to ask Andrew to weigh in on maybe where he thinks Ohio State sits. It's kind of an of course, impartial observed. All right. If you guys saw the slide or the graphic for the show today, that there are five guys on there. I could have had more. All five of those Floridians, those pictures are from when they were here against Notre Dame. So things have changed a little bit, or at least it's time to check in with progress reports. That's a big visit. Some official, some non-official. I'm going to give you the four names off the top, and I'm hoping you can hack it. Jeremiah Smith, JoJo Trader, Keon Keeley, and Dame Wilson all were here. Uh, there's a very kind of viral video of Keon, Keon Keeley walking into the shoe for the first time and taking the old OMG breath. Uh, Jeremiah Smith basically has a condo here. <laughs> Give me the latest on those four dudes. 
Well, let's start with Keon Keeley because he's the highest ranked of the bunch right now. And I actually spoke with Keon last night for the first time in a while. And he kind of revealed to me that there's a chance he could return to Ohio State at some point uh, this season for an unofficial visit. And I think that's certainly notable because when he backed off that commitment to Notre Dame, me and a ton of, of other in, insiders kind of assumed that Alabama was in the driver's seat. Now, I still like the Crimson Tide here. I like Nick Saban. Uh, Keon's going to be in Tuscaloosa the weekend of October 8th for an official visit. But I do think Ohio State on that Labor Day weekend, uh, they kind of opened some eyes for Keon. You know, you, you mentioned that video of him walking out in the shoe and, and being taken back by just the atmosphere and the environment. Uh, he also got to uh, shake hands with LeBron James, who he says is kind of his idol. Uh, and more importantly, he got a ton of time with Larry Johnson and the rest of that coaching staff. So I think Ohio State um, definitely impressed him. You know, Florida's the other team that's involved in this recruitment. Keon was in the swamp on Saturday night for that loss to Kentucky. The Gators were actually at his game the night before. He played right there outside of Gainesville uh, in Ocala. So I still like... Alabama at this stage but man if Keon were to return to Columbus for some game that would be huge and just with him it sounds like a commitment could come in October or November he's not an early enrollee but he doesn't want to stretch this thing into February he's going to be an early signing period kid so that's the latest with Keon Keeley let's do Jeremiah Smith he's Man, uh, you know, I, I saw him. I, I think I've seen him play all three of his games this junior season for Shamadan Madonna Prep. Uh, I, I posted on one of my social media accounts on, on Saturday. Uh, Shamanad played Northwestern. Jeremiah Smith had two touchdowns. I said there's a lot of schools around the country, a lot of colleges where Jeremiah could probably start today. And I know that sounds ridiculous, uh, but he is just that advanced for a wide receiver. Younger cousin of Geno Smith, who picked up a monster win last night on Monday Night Football for the Seattle Seahawks. So it's in his blood. Um, but this is a two-team battle right now. You know, he just told me uh, a week ago or after he had returned from that visit up to Ohio State that the Buckeyes were out in the front and, and then Miami was right there. Now, I don't know if a decision is going to come soon. I think a commitment will be, you know, maybe six, seven, eight months from now. Uh, but Ohio State has given him a ton to think about. The thing I keep hearing when I kind of pull his peers, his contacts, people around him is he knows that Ohio State can get wide receivers to the NFL. So I think he likes that. Now, Miami on the other side, you got Josh Gaddis, Mario Cristobal, that new look staff in South Florida. They're, they're trying to keep some of these guys home. Uh, Jeremiah Smith's a guy they've sunk their teeth into. So two-team battle. Um, told me he's probably not going to return to Ohio State during the season, uh, but sounds like maybe in the spring, you know, January, he could get back up there, probably likely with his SFE uh, teammates. I still like Ohio State there, um, but I think if you're a Buckeyes fan, Miami this weekend, they play at Texas A&M, kind of a marquee game of the weekend. Uh, Jeremiah Smith's expected to be there for an unofficial visit. I think if you like uh, the Buckeyes, and you need a route for Miami to lose because the last thing you need is the Hurricanes to get seven, eight, nine wins and and have the whole city behind them because down here in South Florida, when Miami's good, everyone talks about them. And I think that's the case. It's only going to help the Hurricanes' chances with Jeremiah Smith. So if you've seen Jeremiah three times, I have to assume that means you've seen his new teammate, JoJo Trader, three times. Different type of talent, a little more a scat backish or 
you know, slottish, if you would say that, but he was here the latest. Yeah. You know, I, I think this one is kind of Miami Ohio state battle as well. I was talking to some industry sources, um, actually someone, you know, that's, that's pretty connected to this recruitment right after that visit. And they felt like Miami, um, had the leg up on Ohio State. They think if Jeremiah and JoJo, they're not advertising themselves as a, a package deal, and those things rarely work out. Yes. Now, they did, they, they did play youth football together. Actually, a lot of these kids down here in that 2024 cycle. I mean, I'm eventually going to write a big story about it. They played for the Miami Garden Ravens. Um, all these kids have won titles together, so they're close. And that's why they're all at Chaminade, the quarterbacks from there, the running backs from there. Uh, it's a pretty cool storyline, but I don't anticipate them sticking together. But as someone put it to me, Ohio State feels like they have a better chance with Jeremiah Smith. They feel like he is more, um, you know, reactive or acceptive of, of whatever they're saying. JoJo, they think they got a little more work on the table. They think it might be a little bit more difficult to pry him out of South Florida. Now with Trader. He's also going to be at Texas A&M this weekend. I think they're a team to watch. You know, the Aggies under Jimbo Fisher have gotten more and more aggressive in Miami-Dade, Broward counties. I think he could go out there and he could love it. You know, you also got to think Georgia's eventually going to get involved. And then Florida, Florida State, they're both sunk their teeth into these kids as well. So, I, I you know, I don't have a crystal ball pick in. I, I guess I'd lean Miami if I had to right now. Uh, but that doesn't mean he ain't going to be back up in Columbus um, meeting with Ryan Day and, and that staff. Let's finish with Damon Wilson. Actually, you know, he'd be a, more of a front burner issue being a 23 kid defensive end. We know Ohio State wants to finish the class strong defensive end. We talked about Keeley. They're also heavily involved with Mateo Ui Ungale. And then there's Damon Wilson from Venice, Florida, that is. <laughs> he's been one where it's hard to get information out of. And, you know, he's kind of gone right. quiet here. And, and he told me a few weeks ago when I spoke with him. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go radio silent is essentially what I inferred from his conversation until this Thursday, after this game on Thursday night, he's going to play, I think it's on ESPN or ESPN two. Venice is taking on St. Francis Academy. Obviously they have a ton of talent coming from the Baltimore area. That game is down. Yeah. In Florida. So anyone who wants to watch that, I would, you know, encourage you to tune in. My fiance actually went to Venice high school. That's her alma mater, but it's going to be a great environment. Uh, and you're going to chance to get a chance to see Damon Wilson, who's a kid that was, on my freaks list, which is the 50 freakiest athletes in the class of 2023. I call him a Ferrari with the durability of an F-250. This is a guy that, uh, you know, he he benches 420, back squats 570 pounds, but he's also a finesse pass rusher, uh, and he's really complete. I think Ohio State did an excellent job on that official visit, just kind of reading through some of the tea leaves. Um, that was his second official of the process. He was also at Alabama back in June. He's got three to go, though. He's probably going to get to Texas, who, um, you know, just made somewhat of a statement against Alabama. As weird as that sounds, in the loss, sure. but the environment there was was, was looked uh, rocking in Austin. And then Miami uh, is in there, and then Georgia. Georgia's also, I think, the team you've got to watch deep down. Uh, with that being said, I would kind of keep keep an eye on how these defensive end edge rusher dominoes fall. Over the weekend, Georgia hosted Samuel Mpemba, a kid out of IMG Academy, St. Louis native. I, 
I think things are trending in the right direction there for Georgia. What does that mean for Demon Wilson? Obviously, you're not going to turn down Demon Wilson, but all you know, you could have more edge rushers than you thought previously. So something to monitor. I think that one's going to go the distance, though. I'm not sure how much NIL's even been discussed in that recruitment. Um, let's be real. I mean, that's that's the current landscape. I don't know if any of that's been talked about. Um, and I think once we get closer to that early signing period is when we're going to know more about what Demon Wilson wants to do. There's just only so many guys like that in football. So when you discussed his characteristics there and then the teams that are following him, it's absolutely predictable. The edge rusher, he sounds like almost a prototype. So, and he's from such a nice town. <laughs> well, uh, you know, he, he spent this summer because I, I went out there and I said, man, you didn't do any camps. You didn't do anything. He's like, oh, yeah, after my football workouts. And he has every, if you own that Venice weight room, his name is on on every record uh, in there. And he was, a, I think he was a state champ last year. Didn't competitively weight lift this year. Um, but he said after football workouts in the afternoon, his dad renovates houses. So he would leave the school and then he would go and take a sledgehammer and he's ripping out walls, taking out toilets, throwing them in the dumpsters. So that's that's what I said, the durability and like kind of the work mm. ethic. He's just beats to a different drum, which is refreshing, I think, in 2022, where so much of this stuff is focused on social media and, and you know, building my name and image. He's kind of the opposite. And it, it's refreshing to hear that. No doubt. It's not like he's transferred around or anything like that. Right. So good to know. We're going to take a quick break. For you people on the podcast, pay a few bills, come back and talk about guys theoretically that we have in the fold. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're back. By my count, I got five guys <laughs> in the class. Carnell Tate, Brandon Ennis, Mark Fletcher, Cedric Hawkins, and Bryson Rogers. When signing day comes around, let's hope we still have five, maybe even more than that if the great Damon Wilson comes through. Let's just, I mean, most of the content you're asked to produce on these guys outside beautiful 614, that's Columbus, is about the potential of flippage. Um, Tate and been two of the more, I'm going to say, well-known names in the class, kind of faces of the recruiting class. 
Fletcher has been an interesting guy. Um, there was always the talk of two backs. He made an incredible, you know, national TV appearance that I think eased the one back or main back issues. Bryson Rogers, a little lesser known. Cedric Hawkins, they were all here. Can you bring us the latest in order? Let's start with Carnell Tate at IMG. Yeah, I was going to recommend starting there. And, you know, I, I said on my show, Preps to Pros, I think it was two or three weeks ago. I mean, when now we're in football season, I can't even keep it straight. Uh, but I do think there's some legs to the Tennessee smoke. And does that mean he's going to flip to Tennessee or, or whatnot? You know, I don't think so. I just, from what I've gathered and what I've been told people inside his camp, I think there's still some people that like Tennessee and are open to the volunteers and what Josh Heupel's doing with his offense. You got to remember Tennessee just picked up a huge win at Pittsburgh. They're two and zero. We'll see what they do in the SEC. So with all that being said, the last time I saw Carnell Tate in person, uh, which was, I, I think, uh, right before Labor Day weekend, he told me no other visits set up. I'm not going anywhere else. I, you know, I, I'm locked in with Ohio state. So, I don't anticipate it, but if there's a team to watch, it isn't. It is Tennessee. So, like I just said, if you're an Ohio State fan, right. uh, it, you know you want to root against Miami. You should also try to root against Tennessee in the case of, of Carnell Tate. Now, him as a player, uh, it's kind of been an up and down uh, senior campaign so far against Venice in, in that preseason. He had a, I think it was 86 yard kickoff return, um, one one other catch. You know, an IMG's surprising loss to. Miami Central dropped a few passes, but then he rebounded nicely uh, against DeSmit the following week. So I'm still a big fan of him. I think we're a little bit higher. Uh, we 24-7 sports than other people. Uh, but I think he's a guy that has a chance to come in and play right away, especially with him at IMG Academy. They're getting him ready to go. Uh, he's, he's pretty advanced, and I, I love his body control, and I think I've said that here uh, in the past. Yeah, one guy who walked into Ohio Stadium with a T-shirt that said, I'm him. <laughs> and that's Brandon Ennis. He is him. If you watch the tape, he does. He, the term man among boys is probably overused in high school football. He really does look like a man among boys in terms of almost his. He's not the tallest, but he's much stronger and quicker than dudes. And he's his separation skills for someone who's not necessarily a blazer. Very impressive. Um just the latest, and obviously, I don't think anyone should be worried about Brandis, but you can make me nervous if you like. <laughs> well, Dan, I, I think the X factor with him is his football temperament. You know, you just named all those things. I agree. But Brandon Ennis is the type of kid that hates to lose. And it, we talk about this era with the NIL and all that stuff. Give me as many of those guys in my locker room that are there for the right reasons, and it's because they want to win football games. And, you know, if the, if the guy in the locker next to him – it doesn't care. He's going to make sure that guy cares. And I've seen that for, you know, three, four, five years out of Brandon. And this is a kid that did it as an eighth grader. Uh, he's only continued to get better. Last season, he played quarterback for his high school team. You know how important that junior season is for a wide receiver's development. As soon as there's injury to his school, he says, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll play some QB. Uh, so I love it. And as a senior, he's producing big time, 12 catches, 310 yards, so that's a 25.3 average and five touchdowns. He's, he, he hasn't even played the second half of most of these games. Uh, he's been awesome. I, I think he's solid with Ohio State. You know, he was up there for the visit. I think he tweeted out he's going to get back later in the season. Again, if there's one school to watch out for, it's Miami. They're going to keep trying to chip away. Um, some Talking with some people familiar with Brandon, they've said in the past that he kind of grew up a Hurricanes fan. Does that mean he's going to flip? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, but if there is one school – 
you know, to monitor, it, it would be the Hurricanes. But I, I think he ends up at Ohio State. And like with Carnell Tate, I think he's probably ready to go sooner rather than Ohio later. State. Yeah, yeah. ironically, for Ohio State recruiting, when it comes to receivers, I'm not saying it's helpful that Jackson got – Smith and Jigba got hurt, but to see two guys, to see Marvin and uh, Emeka step in there just like clockwork and knowing that Brandon would be in a similar spot, I do think that's probably very appealing. Uh, Mark Fletcher, he was here, toothpick in mouth. He's a cool dude, man. I wouldn't want to try and tackle Mark Fletcher. Uh, talk about him. He, I mean – Another guy where Miami seems to really be putting a push on here. I think you can see a theme developing that Mario Cristobal is trying to get Miami's name in the mix with as many high-profile Florida get names again as, you know, when I was coming up, Florida, yeah. uh, Miami was the juice. So it's 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 kind of a, I think a down year nationally at running back. That's been the consensus for a while. And there's some headliners, but it seems like most of these guys are in the state of Florida uh, and, and, you know, I, I would have Mark Fletcher, you know, for, to me, how I personally stack him is I have I have Cedric Baxter as the top running back in the state right behind him is Richard Young. And then number three is Mark Fletcher. And, and then that ESPN game against Los Alamitos, you know, he, he, he went off 19 carries, 224 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he was bouncing off people. No one wanted to tackle him. And you, you mentioned Ohio State potentially taking two running backs. I, I think he could be a featured back in, right. in some cases. Now, you probably put him in a committee-type role. Maybe he's your short yardage guy. But he's a legit 6'1", 230 pounds. He's going to be able to chip college-sized defensive ends. And he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So I, I really like him. You mentioned the Miami stuff. Um, Dad did, is a Miami fan. That 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 is accurate. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see if he shows up to any games. I think Ohio State is, is where he wants to be. Uh, but again, like with Tennessee and Carnell Tate, Miami and Brandon Ennis, you know, Miami, you got to watch with Mark Fletcher. And I'll say out of all those three, I think Mark Fletcher is the one that I think it has, you know, there's more of a chance of him leaving than those other two. I, I, I think just because of that with his dad. And when he committed to Ohio State, Miami really wasn't pressing, and, and that has changed. So, um, that's kind of the latest with him. Definitely one to watch. All right, two guys to finish with. Probably the least heralded guys from Florida. So I probably should have put them at the beginning. But Cedric Hawkins, who I know you saw recently, and Bryson Rogers from Zephyrils. Um, sorry, I had a text message. Well, who's That's the first hey, one? Duty calls. <laughs> who was the first one? Bryson or Cedric? Let's start with Cedric Hawkins. I did see him on uh, this past Friday. Coco, his high school came down and they played St. Thomas Aquinas. And, you know, Cedric's been an interesting evaluation, a, a four-year contributor at Coco, which is in the lower classification. But they, I think I looked yesterday, they have three uh, guys currently on in, active NFL rosters, which is uh, more than a lot of schools in the Sunshine State. So what am I saying? I mean, the, the school produces talent. Um, Ced's a guy that uh, you know, we're trying to figure out what to do with him. Is he got we trend back in the rankings? Is he got we move up in the rankings? And after seeing him um, on Friday night, I'm, I'm so much more of a fan. And that's because he went both ways for Coco. I mean, they were outmatched, uh, but Cedric got a ton of run at wide receiver, which was a first for him. And I asked him that after the game. Hey, you know, is, is this new? And he's like, I haven't done this since youth football. So he finished, I think it was six catches for about 80 yards eight tackles on defense. He's going to need some time, I think, to rework the body. I mean, he can't be over 165 pounds, 170 pounds, uh, which is fine because I think he's got the instincts. And, 
you know, I, I don't know how big of it was uh, on your message board or how big of a deal it was when he visited Auburn back in the summer. Um, but there's some talk that from the Auburn side of things that they have a legitimate chance of flipping him. And after talking with Cedric after that game, I don't think that's the case. I think he's locked in with the Buckeyes. I know he was up there for the Notre Dame game. I don't think he really wants to look around. Florida State had coaches at that game uh, on Friday night, but doesn't sound like he's going to get up to visit the Seminoles. He's not an early enrollee, but I think he's going to sign early with Ohio State. And he'll be a developmental guy. Maybe he's not ready year one, year two. But in that new three-look safety defense, I think he's going to have a chance to carve out a role. Bryson Rogers. <laughs> so Bryson, I think, is kind of a – He's, got He's the a, forgotten a, guy, man. He is the forgotten guy. And I loved him out in Las Vegas at that overtime seven event. You know, I think he made the dream team or he was close on making my dream team, which was a collection of the, of the best guys out there. But he had a really, really good week. Um, and I think he's kind of going through it right now as a senior. You know, when he was a junior at Wiregrass Ranch, he played with Rocco Beck, Anthony Beck's son, who's a, a quarterback that signed with Iowa State. So, I mean – you know, if you're ever going to play with a guy like that, obviously your number is going to be much better. Uh, his school is going through some some growing pains. He also lost his his counterpart, Isaiah Williams. It was a younger wide receiver, wide receiver too. He's transferred schools. Um, so he's kind of the only guy there. And this past week against Zephyr Hills, you know, two catches for 13 yards, kind of, uh, you know, but I, I don't know how much of that's on him. You know, this offense is um, kind of one-dimensional. Um, so we're, we're still fans, just interested to see how the season goes. And I'll say like with him, you know, Cedric Hawkins was playing uh, some offense. Well, Bryson Rogers is playing safety there at Wiregrass Ranch. And to me, I mentioned it with Brandon Ennis, that it says a lot. You know, some of these guys don't want to go both ways. They fear injury. And, and, and the fact that you're getting two-way snaps and you're going to do whatever it takes to win, I think that, that that's super important. All right. I've kept Andrew longer than I said, so we're going to, skip the national recruiting vibes you can check out make sure also though that you're checking out his podcast preps to pros he does it routinely that and the wolfong whip around we're just lucky to get these superstars on the air so we do it so early in the morning before the paparazzi gathers outside the ivan's household <laughs> let's finish with this you've seen now a few weeks of college football uh, we saw Anthony Richardson, for example, go from middle of the first round to first round draft pick to the third round. We've seen a lot of different things on the, you know, the grid. Alabama is now down to number two, Ohio State's three, Georgia's one. After a few weeks, where do you put Ohio State in context? Uh, now that you got a chance to see the others. Obviously, Ohio State has, you know, caviar dreams, champagne dreams here. And it's almost more important, I think, to see how the other teams look so you don't catch like LSU in the Joe Burrow year or a Trevor Lawrence year or even Alabama a couple of years ago. I don't see, and this is just my opinion, I don't see a team like that out there. Georgia's very impressive, but they did lose a number of guys on defense, as talented as they are. Alabama, we saw what Texas was able to do to them, at least stay in the game. I think Ohio State has as good a chance as ever. What's your vibe on the national situation? I kind of agree with you. And, and I know we said this before we hit record. I mean, the Alabama win wasn't pretty, but at the end of the day, it was a win. And, and Alabama star players produce. You look at that Will Anderson sack. I mean, that was a monster play. Sure, they kick a field goal. But, you know, that's a Heisman hopeful making a Heisman play. And then 
We saw what Bryce Young did. So I think Alabama's good. You know, there are some questions about the receivers, uh, but Jameer Gibbs, the, the transfer running back, is is awesome. Georgia, you mentioned yes. that defense. I, I think I saw that they're last in the country right now. They have one sack so far. I'm not concerned. I, I mean, just being on this side of things and keeping track of, of, of the talent acquisition and, and looking at the too deep, like the defense isn't taking a step back. And, and I think mm-hmm. with Stetson Bennett taking a step forward, I mean – Watch out for Georgia. Uh, the big question for me when we we look at Ohio State is it's it, it's hard to get a read on what Michigan is right now. I mean they haven't really played anyone. I'm a big JJ McCarthy guy, but we got to see this, this this new look team get tested a little bit with, with Josh Gaddis gone and the changes they've made on on both sides of the ball. So I don't know. I, I'm not a huge believer in Clemson. Um, mm. I, I think they have some massive issues when it comes to play calling, and then. Like you said, you kind of scroll down the list. Is there uh, a Joe Burrow-esque uh, LSU team that that catches fire and finds magic? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I love Arkansas and what they're doing, um, but are they going to run out of gas? You know, I, Miami, we're, we're going to learn a lot about them this weekend at Texas A&M. I think a lot of people chalk that up as an easy Miami win, but I used to cover the Hurricanes, and they've never played good in this spot, or at least as of late, so – you know, still some questions. I just, as much as people probably hate to hear it, I still think Alabama and Georgia is kind of the the cream of the crop. And, you know, Ohio State, I loved what they did there in week one. But then you start wondering, like, how good actually is Notre Dame? Because I think that Notre Dame is in for some some serious, you know, it's it's a lot different outlook on the season given that quarterback situation. And you look at their schedule, like, are they going to be able to score with North Carolina? Everyone thought Syracuse was going to be a win. Well, Syracuse looks improved. So it's just interesting how things can change. Like you said, Anthony Richardson goes from number right. one to uh, a guy that needs to come back to school in the, in the span of seven days. It's just funny. We appreciate Andrew stopping by. Uh, I've already told him his first performance guaranteed that he was going to become a regular contributor. I'm going to get major kudos from the Bucknunners for having him back. Andrew, thank you very much for your time, brother. We always appreciate it. Of course. Anytime, guys. Welcome. To, thanks for having me back. Plus. You're ready, Bob. Well, right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.